welcome back to Kind of Funny's Pixar in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every Pixar movie. I actually had a, a fun thought about this a couple days ago. We're getting a new Pixar movie in just a couple weeks on Disney+. Plus. That's right. Uh, Luca? Luca. Luca, yeah. With uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, um, man. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up, man. Dude, I yeah, haven't I seen know. the last three Pixar movies, so I'm pretty stoked. Oh, damn. See, yeah, that's what's up. Because right now we are over halfway through the franchise, which is really, really cool. But this 22 is about to turn to a 23 eventually. So that's in just a couple weeks. Very cool stuff. Uh, This is our show, Kind of Funny, in review, where we rank and review different movie franchises. We do it twice a week with different franchises. Right now we are doing Pixar and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, man, I'm so excited about. What a good time we're having here at Kind of Funny. You can get the show live uh, if you are a Patreon supporter on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our producers Michael G. and Tom Bach have done. Thank you so very much. They get to watch the show live as we record it. They also get the show ad-free. Uh, if you don't care about ads, you can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. It will be there for you. If you want the show as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind funny in review we appreciate all of you no matter how you consume this content we do uh, thank we you also... everybody we do thank exactly. you thank exactly. you I'm, I'm tim gettys hey. that voice that you just heard the nitro rifle andy cortez hey everybody cars too huh are you doing the do andy yeah, uh, yeah Mondu- i got a little mountain dew zero zero sugar mm. zero sugar mm. they sent it to me with the gremlins package that they sent uh greg as well um, but I got it like really late. I was like, are they still doing the Gremlins thing? I don't know. I'm very confused. Yeah, uh, very confused. I got sent that too, and I'm like, oh, great, more giant boxes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like such an asshole complaining, but I'm also like, please just stop sending me this. I don't want this. <laughs> Gia gets angry at me. Things show up at my house and she gets mad. I'm like, it's not this my is, fault. I did not these ask free for this. promotional products are causing yeah. a rift in I, our I, relationship. I feel, it, I, I feel it, Tim, that uh, that destroy all humans statue is still in our apartment and Alyssa is going <laughs> to kick me out any still second. Here. I want to let you guys know that in the last like three weeks, uh, my little like house, like the, I don't know what the hell you call it. My entryway uh, went from being perfectly foyer. clean to now. just Yeah, the foyer. Now it just has a giant green cassette box from Mountain Dew with some gremlin shit because that makes <laughs> sense. It also has a freaking Leviathan axe, a custom-made God of War Leviathan axe because of that game attack because we, we won. <laughs> and apparently us winning means shit gets sent to my house. Whatever. <laughs> I digress. That laugh you hear is none other than Christmas in May. Joey Noel. Hello. And rounding out the group today is the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Tim, all I can say is this. Better you than me. For, for the, better you than me for all this swag. Because as pissed off as Gia is, Danielle would light me on fire. <laughs> yeah. The thing that really, like, like was the turning point for Gia was in Mountain Dew sent a life-size body pillow that was yeah. as tall as her. Yeah. in the shape of a Mountain Dew bottle that now Cool Greg sleeps with, which makes me very happy. <laughs> Anyways, enough about all of that. Kevin's not here because he is on a vacation right now, a well-deserved vacation, but do not fret. I have his thoughts on this illustrious movie. That movie is Cars 2, a runtime of one hour and 46 minutes. Good Lord, why was it so long? Uh, released on June 24th, 2011, directed by John Lasseter, making this his last directed Pixar movie. Uh, he also did Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Cars, and Cars 2. Uh, music, once again, by the man, Michael Giacchino. Got to nail course. that name. A budget of $200 million, box office of 562.1 uh, for awards. 
Cars 2 marks the first Pixar movie not to be nominated for an Oscar. It's also the first Pixar movie not nominated for Best Animated Feature since its introduction in 2001. Um, yeah, so that's what I got for you there. Joey Noel, what did you think about Cars 2? So I had never seen Cars 2, so this is my first time. And I know I had heard from people that Cars 2 wasn't great. Um, I will say it wasn't as bad as uh, it had been like hyped up for me to be i was expecting it to be like really really terrible and then i like always have to remember that it is pixar so like there is kind of like a baseline where like it's never going to be the worst thing i like kind of fundamentally have issues with these kinds of movies it kind of reminds me a little bit of dinner for schmucks where like there's like the whole movie is kind of built around like not necessarily tearing down a specific character because i don't think this movie is as, does it as blatantly as that one but like I don't love the like, oh, we're making the same joke about how like Mater's not that smart, but then like it kind of turns around at the end for like the whole two hours. It's kind of like a bit that I think gets really old. I think this is a perfect uh, example of like a side character that I really liked in the first movie that should not absolutely should not have been the main character for this franchise. Um, And (laughs) just real like. Yeah, it's just like overusing a side character that I did not enjoy. <laughs> the, the whole spy thing, I thought the first scene I thought was really fun and like them doing all of that. And then as it went forward and you realize like this movie is so different than the first one, I was like not really a huge fan of that. Nick, what do you think? I, I'm 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 right there with Joe on this. I, I think that making choosing to make Mater sort of the main character, he that character was endearing and fun when when sprinkled against the egotistical um sort of like uh a-hole that lightning mcqueen was in the first movie uh and it was a nice counterbalance and he was the kind of innocence that you wanted with that character who needed to realize that he was being a schmuck but but centering an entire movie around him and then having michael kane and emily mortimer be like his sidekicks i was like i this is breaking my brain now did i love every single second with michael kane in this movie Tim, yes. Did yeah. I wish that How they found a way to have Lightning McQueen be that secret agent character by accident instead of Mater? Yeah, because that's would have made a lot more sense. But you know, we didn't get that. But oh my god, when they got to the lemons, <laughs> the meeting of the lemons, it got me, Joe. It got me a little bit oh, when no. they had like when they had to tow the other car. Because at first I was like, why are all these shitty cars on this oil rig? Why is it just a pacer and a gremlin and a bunch of really crappy cars? And then when we got to that part where they're like, oh, they're all the lemons. I'm like. Okay, that's there's some there's sparks of genius in this movie, but overall it was kind of disappointing. Andy. Yeah, I mean, it's my first time watching it. I agree with everything that everybody said so far. Uh y- there is so, still that baseline of quality, right? Um and I too like Joey was thinking this was going to be an absolute train wreck. It's not. I think it's a I still think it's a good movie. Um rating it against other stuff that we've watched, right? It's just not what you want in a Pixar movie, not what I want in a Pixar movie. It has the strongest um, straight-to-VHS vibes of anything we've seen so far. I think this just feels like an offshoot side story that didn't need to be in theaters, didn't need to be a main sequel to the Cars 1 movie. Um, Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's I still think it's a good movie. I think it's serviceable. Um, the cast is kind of bizarre and we still get one thing that still bothers me even from part one is 
Lighting McQueen's sort of crew of characters, like we're getting mm-hmm. the same jokes there. Mm-hmm. We're getting the same like they already did the they they already did the organic jokes with the the oil guy. Like we've already heard this stuff before, and uh, the the lady who like is like I need to cool myself down because she's like really she thinks he's sexy. The that one race car driver or whatever the one race yeah. car. Francisco. It's like it was John Turturro's character who was great. Yeah, which John Turturro was great. I loved him <laughs> in this role. But the, again, in, Fender's being out, he's like, "What are you hiding?" <laughs> <laughs> again, in, in lines of dialogue like that with all the cast and crew, with his like, you know, pit crew or whatever, they treat them as if they're this iconic kind of, you know, these iconic side characters that we all know and love because they were in the first one so much, but they weren't really. Right. And uh, I don't know. It's just they're, they're treating them like when we see them on screen again, that everybody goes, Oh, I love this fucking crew, man. They're so great. You know, they were, they were without cars one without them in cars one, like that movie would have been shit. Like, no, they're just kind of random people that say random lines. And we hear Cheech go, Hey, no problem. Cabron. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, this movie still kind of bothers me with all the side characters. They are not as iconic as they think they are. Oh, they're and yeah, the movie was just, they think it's like the toy story crew where it's exactly. like, Oh, slinky dogs back or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, right. it, it doesn't hit that way. Like chill the fuck out. But uh, yeah, I think the movie's still serviceable and I never give a, I would never care to watch it ever again. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't have too much more to add than any of you guys have already said. Like, I do think this is potentially the sharpest decline in quality we've ever had in an in review where we've just been riding so high, where it's like so far, Bugs Life's been the lowest. And it's like, come on, that's fucking awesome. Whereas this, I agree with you guys, where like it's not a bad movie. It's just really, it's a bad Pixar movie. And I think that when, you know, especially watching these week to week, we've kind of learned what we're looking for from these movies. And we all might have different things that we are, are care about most but yeah the cast of characters the kind of just story the 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 core premise of what is the 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 twist that they have like oh it's uh it's toys but what if they they were alive or what about bugs or what about cars or all that stuff this one's kind of just like okay what if we just did a, a spy parody but really didn't add any commentary on it it's kind of just they're doing it and it does right. really feel like not just a straight to vhs thing it kind of feels like a, a made for tv Made by the Pixar people, like the the technical quality is all there, uh, mm-hmm. but it just seems like a a weird choice even from the get go to go with Mater, and it very much feels like a sequel that didn't need to happen. And you look at Toy Story, which so far is the only thing that we've gotten a sequel for uh, in in the in Pixar review so far, and every single sequel that Toy Story's had had a purpose, right? Arguably, Toy Story four people can take it or leave it and say, oh, three had such a good ending, but like even then they had a they had something to say with four. This movie didn't really have anything to say, and it, it kind of just felt like it was trying to sell toys, and that sucks because that's P- Pixar has so much more heart than that. Uh, Andy, if you had told me that, and if you were doing your facts and told me that the core group of Pixar had left or yeah. had been ta- like this, like Pixar <laughs> had been taken over by whatever corporation at this point, like I would have made sense because this feels like such a just kind of a cash grab and. I know that probably sounds insanely insulting to the people that work their asses off on this shit, but you know, it just lose it. It's missing that heart and that substance. I totally agree with you, Tim. It doesn't really have a message. It's just kind of a spy movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The, the message is the message at the end is very clear, right? Where if you act like a complete and total idiot all the time, people should accept you. And you're like, huh? <laughs> I don't know. If huh. I, uh, huh. 
The, elect- the electric car industry is going to try to fuck you over in the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think I think they tried to do something with Heart with Mater, and I think that character was right for that. But this, you're, Tim, you're right. I mean, this definitely feels like a a third sequel to Aladdin, where you're like, is this the one? Don't Tim likes, fucking or is this talk terrible? shit of King of Thieves. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> okay, which one was this, which one was Jafar's Revenge? Return of Jafar, baby. Yeah, right, no, that one's too. awesome too. I don't uh, think those are bad though. Yeah, they ain't. I don't know. I've never seen them. I'm not going to talk shit about it. I'm not talking shit about it. But no, I mean, again, I don't think this is. I, I I was relatively entertained during this. I just kept asking myself, like, this. What did Pixar make this? And I'm thinking mm-hmm. to Andy's point, like, it was like maybe they licensed the Pixar name, but it was just another team of people that were just trying to have fun and make a silly movie. Um, but yeah, it definitely it definitely mixed missed the Pixar mark for sure by an unfortunate wide margin. Yeah, Kev Kev uh, sent me his thoughts. Um, he says Cars Two is odd. It lacks all the heart that we normally associate with Pixar. It really feels like they made this movie purely for the money. I hope this was someone's passion project. I hope someone wanted to make a spy movie and they pushed to make this last spot for sure. And it's like, yeah, it does feel like they're like, okay, we got Mater. What can we do with him? And it's like, the kids love him. Let's just give him a movie. And a, a weird fact that I found is uh, Larry the Cable Guy, the voice of Mater, uh, said, Cars 2 was kind of like more of a Mater tale. It had really nothing to do with the movies. It was more of a Mater dream, which I got, and which I don't think anybody else understood that except for us at Pixar, which kind of implies that the events of the movie are non-canon. And it's like, What? Like, first off, don't buy that at all. <laughs> Second off, when your main character is like saying that, it's like that's not good about this this movie. That again, so far the lineage of these things has just been ten out of ten astronomical. Banger after banger, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, I don't know. I mean, there's also, things too. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, I was gonna say it's also kind of surprising, which is like not future spoilers because we know, but the like they were actually w- willing to give them a Cars three after this one because it seems well, like- it did well. That's oh, the thing really? is like, yeah, I mean, it, it mm-hmm. in the box office, it did extremely well. And like Cars is just popular. This movie's funny to me because like this is the first time I've actually seen the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I now more than ever understand people's dislike for Cars as a franchise. I've, I've defended Cars 1 for years uh, in a way that I think over time people have kind of been more on my side about it. Of like, okay, Cars 1 is actually good. Uh, but yeah. seeing this movie, I'm like, okay, I get why people think of Cars as a whole as lesser than uh, – because it does kind of feel like they – went a little too far in the monetizing side of things just to like get this one out. Um, we, and can I'm make, hoping we can make boats a, now. We can make that one plane, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping that like this trend doesn't continue with the rest of the sequels that, that we have coming up. I, I've seen a couple of them, but rewatching them with like back to back with the originals, like is monsters university going to hold up Incredibles too? Like what are those going to yeah. look like? But finding we'll Dory. To, yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll find out in a couple weeks, but for now, Let's get to the plot. Okay, I have a song, a different song this time. I actually wrote one. <clears throat> a lot of preparation went into this one right here. Give it to me, Andy. Give it hard. It's time for the plot. Let's have Nick explain. It gets real. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> it's time it. for the plot. Let's have Nick explain. Wow, <laughs> it's Owen Wilson. And I'm Mike Michael Kane. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I can't see it and play at the same time. Yeah, it's Owen Wilson. And I'm Michael Kane. That was perfect. Kite. I just pretend I did that. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Cars Two. Is life still a highway? <laughs> Agent Leland Turbo has a flash message for Finn McMissile. 
And let me tell you something right now, Dimmy. If you don't think Finn McMissile is a Nick Scarpino character name, you are sorely mistaken. That is some, <laughs> that is some shit that I would totally name a character, Andy. Uh, Michael Kine is on a boat that's also alive, and he's looking for Leland Turbo. <laughs> the boat uh, is a, alive, yeah. It's got a big mouth. It's got a big old mouth on it. He's looking for his buddy and fellow agent Leland Turbo, but a bad guy boat forces him back. So he hitches a ride uh, to the cool bad guy oil rig, and then we see a bunch of other oil rigs, and then he drives up the side of one of the pillars. Um, and I'm not sure if physics really matter at this point, but I like all the grappling hook stuff here. He has this- magnet yes. tires, right? Ah, that's what it was. That's what it was. So cool. I must have missed that part. Uh, I, I want to say it right now. If this movie was just about Michael Caine's character <laughs> and it had nothing to do with Lightning McQueen, I would have been all in on this because all the stuff he does with the grappling hooks and how he like makes himself one of those like motion controlled cameras like they use it in Andy's NFL games. Um, I'm all in. I'm like, this is super creative and super fun. Uh, which he does right here. Uh, he shoots a bunch of grappling hooks up, and we see uh, Professor Zundap come out and shows everyone what looks like just a regular old TV camera. Uh, but then, of course, he tries to get a better look, and he goes in, and a uh, big explosion in the background lights it lights up his shadow, and Zundap goes, oh, my God, it's Michael Caine, and let's go get him. And then a chase ensues, and Leland blasts his way up a ramp, and this is all kind of cool stuff. And when he hits the top, uh, he gets kind of cornered and then just backs out into the water. And then turns into a hydroplane. Uh, but the bad guys launch more of the big bad guy boats and blow him out of the water. Or so they think. Finn turns into a sub and swims away, leaving four tires in his wake as red herrings. Which, uh, by the com- way, like this is like you got to think about the overall scale of the big boat that they are on. That they big. can drop big, gigantic boats at the same time. Like uh-huh. the, just those were big ass boats that they were dropping. I, I <laughs> the scale just really threw me off here because those were big kind of uh like they look they look like um oh gosh what are those planes that don't get affected by the radar they don't get found on radar stealth stealth planes they might might actually have they look like stealth boats Mm. like they just had like really cool angularity to them uh but yeah the whole scale of everything just absolutely throws me off just like in part one where we're in the giant race car stadium it's like this fits as many people as a normal race, but these are cars, so that's even bigger. Yeah, <laughs> like, so bigger at least four times. The yeah, time. there's at least seven hundred forty thousand people in this stadium. <laughs> Not only that, Andy, but you start thinking about it. You start thinking, how come the oil rigs don't talk? How come other things don't yeah, talk in here? Thank Why you, Nick. Just, That's the same thing. How come every machine doesn't have some sort of life? But I digress. And yeah, the maybe the tires, time. as the tires float away, like, hey, yeah, hello, yeah. hi, and we're stuck here. Save me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cut to. Mater and Otis, played by Larry the Cable Guy and one Jeff Garland, uh, who just has Jeff Garland just has that great VO voice. Gotta love him. Uh, Mater tells Otis back to Radiator Springs, where Lightning McQueen has just returned from winning his fourth Piston Cup, but this cup has now been renamed the Hudson Cup after the memory of Doc Hudson, who they either couldn't get uh, back for this movie because he was too expensive or had passed away by this time. And I'm not it was quite that. sure. Okay, it was that, that makes sense. Um, oh, that makes sense because I was like, wow, he died in the movie. But I didn't put any thought into like what happened to him in real life. I didn't either, but now that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I just I thought like, oh, they killed him off in the movie. That's pretty. That's a they sad thing. Off yeah. It's yeah. kind of harsh for Pixar, yeah. but I, he yeah. died, and uh, the voice of Fillmore died as well. Oh, Fillmore. So that um, wasn't that wasn't uh, him. Who was, was Fillmore? Was Fillmore George Carlin? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, the oh the hippie stoner. Yeah. Got it. So, okay. so Paul Newman was uh, the guy that played Doc, and yeah, he was he was quite old. Uh, I will Lightning... say for this beginning section, Lightning McQueen does not 
sound like uh Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. I know. And I thought for sure that they had recasted him and like couldn't get him. And then I checked IMDb and that was wrong. But I don't right know. There There's something weird about his voice. I, I just can't believe thing. how little he's in week. this movie. He was sick that week, guys. It's it's strange because the dynamic between like Sally's barely in this. And oh, it's, it's like, like she's not even seconds. It's like she wasn't even the main character, one of the main characters in part one. It's so bizarre how, you know, obviously you could make the same comparison to Owen Wilson, but, you know, he still has his moments in this movie where arguably like, oh, that's one of the main characters of the movie because of the whole sort of relationship with um, with Mater. But yeah, Sally's just like. She's not even like a D or E character. <laughs> it's so bizarre. She, she literally. She's poor, like two uh, scenes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Poor Bonnie Hunt. It was Bonnie Hunt, right? Played Sally. Yeah. Bonnie Hunt came in and was like, I got, are you, are you kidding me with this? This is half a fucking page of lines. And, and half of that half a page. Is I bought just three houses order. when I, when it's you like asked so me wrong. to be in cartoon. Yeah, what, <laughs> what's going on here? Same with Owen Wilson walks in. He's got a page of lines and he's like, are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> wow. There's only one page of lines on here. It's really neat. Wow. Meanwhile, Larry the Cable guy's buying his so, fucking You sounded yacht. like a, uh, I sounded like fantastic. Yeah. yeah, Helen Hunt. Yeah. Uh, okay, then. Okay, well, okay. Get the back. Yeah, it's, it's now you sound like Elise doing an impression. <laughs> <laughs> like in, uh, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Tim, I can't control my impressions like you can. Nor will I try. Nor will I try. Uh, let's see. Mater and Lightning get into some fun antics, including tipping a Colossus double XL combine who uh, toots on them. And Lightning has to, but then Lightning's like, listen, this has been a fun day, but I got to break the news. Uh, I want to, I want some alone time with Sally. We haven't seen each other in a while. So I'm going to dinner just with her and Mater is super hurt by it. Uh, mostly because Lightning and Mater apparently don't have boundaries. And maybe that's what this movie should have been about. Uh, they head over to the Wheel Well Motel, which is popping off, Tim. And it turns out that Mater is their waiter. Did he do it just so he could hang out with them? Maybe, probably. And that's just sad. Mater rushes back to the bar to get Sally and Lightning drinks and sees a report about billionaire Sir Miles Axelrod, who is that is, by the way. So if if my name was McMissile, Vin McMissile, Andy is Andy's naming a character is Sir Miles Axelrod. That's the kind of a that's the kind of hard hitting character titles we expect from yeah, here. Very creativity. Now I, I couldn't Remedy believe and Paula Paula like, of mm-hmm, cars. Paula, Paula. Looking right now and seeing that it was Eddie Izzard. For the first several lines, I thought, is that Ricky Gervais? He's Gervais, pretty yeah. understated. Mm-hmm. They're, they're interchangeable. And really, then at the end of the movie, wise. I was like, oh, dude, this is uh, uh, this is um, o- Obi-Wan. What, what's his name? I can't. Um, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Oh. I was like, oh, it's Ewan McGregor. That's who it is. Never mind. Not Ricky Gervais. And then I opened up time to be like, oh, is Eddie Izzard? <laughs> Shit. That's so funny, dude. Eddie Third time's a charm. I didn't know Michael Caine was in this. And then hearing him, I'm like, that's fucking Michael Caine. I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. Michael Caine is a talking car. Is he in part three? I don't know if you're just I doubt it, dude. Because how would I I have known that Michael Caine was in a Cars movie? Because I knew he was going to be in this. I knew that that was kind of the general idea of this movie. Mm -hmm. If if he is, it must be like a cameo. Because like, I didn't watch Cars 2, but I watched Cars 3. And like, I don't remember... Like, I feel like I would have remembered him being in Cars 3. Wow, future spoiler. The most important thing is I had a dream last night. I tweeted this, but in my yeah. dream, Fast and Furious uh, in the future reveals that Michael Caine is the father of the Shaws. 
and that Sylvester Stallone is the father of the Toretto's. Can y'all imagine? Holy shit. Holy shit. Do a Sylvester Stallone impression, Nick, and talk to Dom. Dumb. Wow, it's really good. <laughs> so, so in, in this uh, in this like, does uh, Dom's dad come back from the dead or something? Like, what, what no, it's a flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. flashback. Okay. So, I mean, I also like, is. fuck it, why not bring it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, do one more time. Do one more time, Nick, because because then I would love to just like yeah, so on screen to... pop up and uh, Deckard Shaw. And, no, hold on, Michael. I'm trying to think of the voice right now. Owen, Owen, and Deckard get. It's not a bite double, you know. Like yeah, I yeah. just can't think of any of the other lines. I just think of the Christine's line. Really. Uh, and I, I like I'm that doing... you always have to go back to saying his name to like center yourself. <laughs> that's in the my character. center. That's my origin joke. Uh, and, and he's like this. And he's like this. Michael K. Michael. 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 Michael K. Mike. I'm Michael. K. Yeah. Michael K. And, and you don't know me, but but you're bound to, father. Yeah. There you, know? you go. So there you, go. Oh, you found it. You found shit. it. Um, yeah. I'm doing a Fast and Furious rewatch right now, and he he talks about how his dad died in the in the first movie. Was it the first movie? Yeah, he has the the whole speech to to Brian about it. Oh, I thought it was the fourth one. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, uh, hey, we're back to the plot. Let me bring it back up. Uh, billionaire Sir Miles Axelrod has a sustainable biofuel called All in All, and wants to have a world grand prix to show it off to the world and prove. Once and for all, we can get away from gasoline and crude oil and all that jazz. Uh, Francisco Bernoulli is the headliner, but Lightning McQueen isn't taking part. He wants to take some time off with which Francisco talks shit about uh, how much faster he is than Lightning. is like, it's better anyway, because I would just leave Lightning in the my dust. Uh, and then Mater calls in to, sh- uh, to the show to defend his friend and makes matters worse. Uh, Lightning has to step in to defend Mater and agrees to the race. Sally makes him take Mater with, and off we go to Japan, even though he's like, I never take Mater with me to these races for good reason, which we'll find out in the second act. Um... And man, I'll tell you what, again, when we land in Japan, all of this, super cool. Tim, mm-hmm. they got the neon lights that are super cool. Everything's car-oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get uh, a moment where the cars are, uh, they're buying like little rooms and the little boxes, which if you don't know anything about Japan, like those are real things that you can do. You can go like sleep in like a little tube thing, which will give me claustrophobia. So I only little sleep. Little capsule uh, hotels? Yeah, the little capsule. That's what they're called. Thanks. So all that stuff, I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. They kind of, they, they, uh, they took that and made it their own there. Uh, they watch a sumo match. And Mater shows up in some incredibly inappropriate costume. And then they head to the gala event for uh, the World Grand Prix. Mater embarrasses Lightning in front of his friends. So Lightning tries to have him tone it down a little, uh, which ends up with Mater embarrassing him in front of Francisco by telling him that Sally really likes Francisco's open wheels. And then Fran- uh, Francisco says, quote, women respect a car that has nothing to hide. <laughs> and I'm like... All right. Okay, we had some of the A team on this one for sure. This dialogue right here is good. Uh, they called for, them in for a couple of lines. Yeah, they called them in. They got a little, they got a little, uh, little uh, what do they call polish up? Let's shop see. It's, it's a car movie. Okay, got it. Let's see. Let me workshop a bit. Give me five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> How many lines do you need? One. Yeah. Uh, Francisco then goes on to dedicate his win to Sally and then shows his ass to Lightning, which has a bumper sticker on it that says, Ciao, McQueen, which uh, if you guys don't speak Italian, that means fuck you. That's what that Ooh, means. Shit. Uh, Finn McMissile shows up and makes contact with Agent Holly Sitwell. Um, and I spelled it Chitwell, but I'm pretty sure it was Sitwell. Uh, it could have been Chitwell. I could be Shift-well. wrong. Shiftwell. Shiftwell. Thank you. I missed the F. No. Shiftwell. That makes more well. sense. Sitwell yeah. doesn't make any sense. Shitwell, clearly wrong. Well, Shiftwell is just like a play on words. Isn't that just uh, well, a reference? Well, shift sense because you're shifting well. 
But I thought Sitwell yeah. was like a reference to like a spy movie. Like some James Bond well, character. Holly Go Lightly or Holly Holly yeah, Holly Go Lightly I think was a Bond character. Oh, I was so thinking Holly like Sitwell was somebody in a, a some sort of spy movie so they named her Shiftwell. I was like hey, it's a little joke, but oh, maybe I'm not. Sure. He's maybe an I'm espionage sure agent in Marvel. He's the dude that Jasper gets thrown Sitwell. out by the Winter Soldier from the car. Oh, on the highway. God. I mean, that's definitely not the reference they're making here, but whatever. <laughs> Let's see. The oil platforms that uh, Finn missile, missile found are sitting on the largest oil well on the planet, but they don't know who's behind this whole thing. Finn spots the thugs from the platform and tells Holly she has to make contact with the American agent because he can't anymore. They'll recognize him. Uh, they're, of course, there to make contact with an agent, but they're not quite sure who it is. Mater thinks wasabi is ice cream and says, uh, the guy's like, he's like, what is that? And he says wasabi. And the mayor says, what's up with you? <laughs> wasabi with you. Of course, yeah. And yep, that's where you yep, go, guys. That makes Nick laugh. <laughs> no, 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 Tim. That's, the reason I'm laughing is because they were like this. What happened to the A-team? Did they take a break? Where, where did the A-team go on this? And they just turn around and it's just me. And I'm like, I'm not even getting paid for this. I'm doing this for I'm paying them for this. Uh, Mater pisses himself on stage so Lightning makes him go to the restroom, which is super high tech, and shoots water up his tailpipe. And I'll tell you with this, one of the best parts of Japan, Andy, is the bathrooms. They are so technologically advanced, you're never going to want to come home. Uh, Rod Redline, the American agent, uh, voiced by the venerable Bruce Campbell, comes in uh, disguised as a gremlin and then uh, takes off his active like his costume and activates his tracking beacon, uh, which sends a ping out to uh, Finn and uh, Holly. And then he gets attacked by two thugs, one of whom is a gremlin and the other one is a pacer uh, in the bathroom as Mater gets scrubbed down in one of the stalls. Mater interrupts the fight, which gives the agent uh, a second to pass the beacon over to Mater's tail. Uh, Holly mistakes him for the agent and schedules a rendezvous with him the next day, which he thinks is a date. Uh, and then that, he, and th- he that says, sequence reminded me of, you know, how Mater kind of like just fumbles his, his way into knocking one of the dudes mm-hmm. out. Really reminded me of... Jim Carrey and Seabass inside of the restroom uh, of Dumb and Dumber. And, Dumb and, and then Dumber. and then yeah. Ed, uh, Jeff Daniels runs in there like with his foot on fire. And then is like he like knocks through the restroom door, knocks out Seabass unknowingly. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Must yeah, have been a reference. Of, probably a reference. It's a good reference. Of course, it is. <laughs> just like Agent Sitwell is yeah. a, a clear reference to the to Marvel. character in Winter Soldier. Um, it's one of those things, too, where like this, this kind of hits on sort of one of the annoyances of the movie for me is that it just is is comedy of errors after comedy of errors. And, like, eventually Mater does stuff that, like, he, like, learns from his mistakes and goes on and, like, you know, figures some stuff out toward the end. But there's nothing less entertaining to me than watching a bumbling idiot, like, kind of quasi-stumble his way to success. I just always find that kind of that – get, that gets boring pretty quickly for me. Yeah, um, they take uh, – see, Guido – he tells everyone he's got a date and Guido just flat out doesn't believe him. And I, I love I, – I'm a sucker <laughs> for those two little Italian characters. Um, they take Rod back to uh, – the bad guys take Rod back to the shop and then pump him full of all-in-all fuel, uh, which has one small flaw. It turns out a little electromagnetic pulse and it becomes very dangerous. Uh, they bring in the camera, which we saw from the oil rig, which is actually an EMP weapon and starts cooking Rod from the inside out. Uh, of course, they're doing this to torture him to get information. And then they finally figure out that Mater is the one he passed the beacon off to. Uh, and so instead Never of letting him go, we get to... a car torture scene. Oh, yeah. I was like, up. oh, wow, they're going to let him go now, right? No, we sit on the reflection. We sit on a screen that has the image of Mater as in the reflection. We see Rod explode in the background very violently. And it's very scary. 
Um, they the Grand Prix kicks off in Japan with all the cars filled with all in all. From there, we go to Italy uh, and then to England. Those are going to be the three races in the Grand Prix. Uh, Lightning does his usual positive self-talk where he's like, I am speed, I am speed. But Francisco, unfortunately, hears him and says, you are speed, I am triple speed. Uh, Holly and Finn watch from afar as Mater sits in the pit. Uh, they reach the first turn, and McQueen uses Doc, that, that, that fun drifting technique that Doc taught, Doc taught him to drift past Francisco, who has a problem going around those tight turns in dirt, uh, and he takes the lead. Uh, Grim, one of the bad guys, gets to the go-ahead to start nuking cars with the EMP camera and spots Mater in the pit. Holly spots them all closing in on Mater and calls him to tell him to escape. Uh, Finn gets the jump on Grim and Acer and heads over to help Mater. Uh, Lightning hears this whole thing over the radio and mistakes these conversations as wasting strategy and accidentally lets uh, Francisco pass him on the inside. Uh, and then Finn does some cool karate in the streets of Japan as the th- on the thugs as Lightning takes second to Francisco in the first What the uh, fuck is race. this movie? <laughs> it's a fucking... I, it's a movie. I love it, what you just said. Also, earlier, uh, Joey was talking about how when you Google Cars 2, the People also ask why is Cars 2 so bad and so bad is in caps. Uh, when we were, Gia wanted to look up the runtime for this before we watched it. And so we saw that the second question is how many cars died in Cars 2? And without the context of watching the movie, it's like, like what? what the fuck are we about to see? And then when you see like all the EMP stuff, you're like, okay, <laughs> okay, I guess that makes sense. Just but their lives just, drained it's from their so fucking their corpse. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is the part of the movie where I kind of like was like, oh, okay, this is what we're getting. I feel like all of the back and forth between Lightning McQueen and Mater when he's like, oh, the wrong direction stuff. I was like, ugh, this, this is how we're causing the, the gimmick for the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just really not about it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one, Joe. Um, of course, Lightning immediately gets angry with Mater uh, for yelling stuff over the comms. I mean, you know, this is the thing too, is like to Joe's point, right? It's that it's that sitcom dramatic irony, right? Where if only these two characters would just talk but we don't ever give the opportunity the writers don't give them the opportunity really to need to do that so it's always cross wires and miscommunications that lead to just shenanigans you're the reason i lost the race wow you know that's just all it is you know? and it's just, that was really know. good Andy. that was fucking <laughs> incredible thank you, thank you whoa I'm, i mean i'm i'm I just feel like, why am I doing the plot for this? Why is Andy not doing the plot as a Why didn't we invite Owen Andy. Wilson to do this? Andy, I'm going to share you on this document, uh, this Google Doc, and you just read the rest of this. Read it as Wilson. Owen Wilson. I will occasionally come in as Luke Wilson to the best of my abilities. Uh, of course, and then they Michael Caine walks in and says, I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> uh, Worlds are melding. Andy, I don't think he said that anywhere in the movie. No, 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 Nick. He's, that's all he ever said. Uh, let's see. Uh Lightning gets mad at Mater, of course, and says, I don't need your help. I don't want your help. Uh, this is why I don't bring you the things uh, you screwed up. When the media asks him what happened, he said, I made a mistake, but it won't happen again. We already gonna, we already rectified it, basically telling Mater to F off. The media also reports on all in all, making three cars blow their engines, but Axel uh, vehemently defends his fuel at the airport. Finn catches up to Mater and drags him into a bar, uh, but they're being followed, so Finn cuts a hole in the glass, shoots a little dart out, which cuts a hole in the glass. And again, love all the spy tech stuff. Wish that's kind of just what the movie was about, but they kind of had to put Mater in there. Uh, I, I also yeah. want to say that I I think that Eddie Izzard is um, a, a very, very like loud and can be a really funny character, but I just didn't see the point of um, uh, of that role because it's just it was so understated. It's like just get any other English person then, like don't waste Eddie Izzard on this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it has to be kind of understated, obviously, because you don't want you kind of want that surprise at the end, you know. 
but it still was a little bit disappointing. Um, but like I, I would have said the same thing with I would have said the same thing with Ricky Gervais. Like if if you're using Ricky Gervais for a role like that, or anybody who's known to be sort of this larger than life character, yeah. then that's just kind of a waste. I think got to use him. And it's funny too, Andy, because you didn't. It's not like they let him play the character of Axelrod straight. And then when he gets to be like when it's revealed that he's the big bad guy, like I was expecting that big bad guy to have, to be over the top crazy, like and give Eddie Izzard something to do. But it's not. He's just got a voice modulator on him the entire time. You're like, oh, that actually makes it even less fun to listen to. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, the bad guys chase Before them down. we move on, though, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I love Me Undies. I have loved them for years. Legitimately, almost everything I wear is Me Undies. I'm wearing a Me Undies shirt right now. Of course, I got the Undies on. I got some Me Undies lounge shorts going on and some Me Undies socks. Why? Because of their soft micromodal fabric. I love it so much. I want it all over my body, and that's what I do each and every day of my life. And guess what? Me Undies makes it easy to match too. You can match your bottom half to your better half or halves. Yes, you can match your friends too. MeUndies helps you find matching pairs in the style and color or print of undies that's right for you and your boo because who doesn't love a secret twinning moment? I know I do. Me and Gia do it all the time, whether it's us matching just the simple black or matching some fun bold prints like with little sushis all over it. Sushi? Sushis? It's a plural? I don't know how that works. Doesn't matter. What does matter is you can get 15% off your first order and free shipping by going to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning to get 15% off your first order and free shipping meundies.com slash morning sushis go for it the bad guys chase them down the runway and mater is too daft to realize they're in jeopardy thankfully uh finn saves his ass and they fly away in their cool big old secret plan that also and just has a just mouth. to correct ourselves eddie izzard's uh pronouns are now she and her so i just i i kind of hmm. remember something happening and i just have to google it so i My have to remember that. uh Let's see. Thankfully, Finn saves his ass. They fly away uh, in the giant plane that's also got a mouth. And Lightning reads a note from Mater saying he's left and accidentally bought porn. Holly <laughs> takes the tracker off of Mater and loads it into the computer so they can look through the pics, which Mater recognizes as an old V8 engine. But he can't quite place what car it came out of. Man, Mater just is just a, a whole lot in this scene. And for the rest of the movie, I wrote in here. But he doesn't realize he's not a super agent thanks to a little something we like to call dramatic irony. Yeah, Nick, you already said that. I didn't need to read that part. Mater tells the team <laughs> that the V8 has his uh, has had his original parts. It's okay. You could repeat your stuff. They repeat their jokes in this movie. It's okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'm better than that, Andy. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's irony. <laughs> that is dramatic irony. <laughs> Couldn't even get that one out with a straight face. Uh, so they zero on in on a black market dealer they can talk to that may or may not have provided parts for this old engine finn uh wants mater to come along and mater says he's just a tow truck uh which which finn replies right and i'm just (laughs) just uh and of course michael kane replies uh right and i'm just an imports exports business uh which tim do you recognize what that's from Mm -mm. James Bond was in the imports exports oh, business. Yes. Mm, I forget the name wow. of this company, but I like that was that. the whole point of it. It was like uh that's when he was stationed in Jamaica, it was like some generic cast name that was just imports exports. The um, beginning of the movie when uh the when he goes into the water and like has the tires come up, big skyfall vibes. So I was like, it's kinda cool. I thought <laughs> they were gonna I thought they were legit gonna do and I wish they did a James Bond intro. It's kind of a 
What oh, was that the missed cool. opportunity? Oh, sure. Yeah, I see that. So James Bond's company was called Universal Exports. That's what he always worked for when he was undercover. Uh, and cool. Tim, I don't know if you saw I don't know if this was necessarily the nod or not. Uh, but in one of the Roger Moore movies, uh, oh gosh, I want to, I forget which one it was. He drives a car that turns into a submarine. So it like puts the tires gotcha. fold in and he gotcha. goes into the thing. So that, that is very much synonymous as well with James Bond. But, but Nick, what are your thoughts on, uh, this car? What is it? The Aston Martin? Yeah. I don't know. If, well, uh, what's cool about this is in Canon, this car makes a lot of sense because obviously <laughs> he would have had gadgets put into him, uh, and he is a secret agent. So we would have been souped up. I was right there with Tim. I was right there with Tim. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, Tim. And you know, it angered me too in the Skyfall. They just brought out the Aston Martin and it just had rockets in it for no reason. They never explained it to yeah. you why, except just have a plot device be there. But you know what? As if, like, they don't have this corporation. They could just add whatever to whatever. But I mean, maybe we need to see a scene with that. Maybe we need to see a reason plot-wise why that makes sense and not just do it off-screen, Christ. How dope is it that James Bond in review was the last interview we were doing uh, before everything went to shit? And, like, that was the first movie delayed. And, like, we're going to get it this year. We're actually going to get No Time to Die. I'm excited for No Time to Die. I forgot I was even in the movie. If you would have told me we watched it already and put it on the list and ranked it number three, I would have, like, believed you. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Andy, a freaking Snake Eyes trailer dropped yesterday, and I was like, what? They're making a Snake Eyes movie? I didn't even know that. That's G.I. Joe, right? Yeah, that's G.I. Joe. Should we do a G.I. Joe interview? Nah, I see no maybe. reason why not to. <laughs> I, I just want to rewatch the one with Channing Tatum over and over again. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, off to Paris, and we get a nice little Easter egg of Gusto's, but it's spelled differently. It's spelled Gastos. Uh, hey. Cute, right? Cute. Hey. Uh, hey. They head to the market, and Mater immediately blows it by chasing down Tom Bear, and Holly shocks him so they can tow him back to the garage. But it turns out Tom Bear is actually um, one of uh, Finn's uh informants and he didn't need to be shocked they make a little joke about that they show to bear the, the the picture and and he recognizes the parts but doesn't know who they belong to as he just ships them to them anonymously but they figure out everyone involved in this plot is a historic lemon and i don't know if you guys know a lot about cars but that's that that got a laugh out of me because obviously the pace of the gremlin uh i think it was that urkel car that opens up from the front which I think uh, uh, the professor was. All of those cars were just historically just terrible, like terrible machines. The, I think the pacer itself was like if you hit a spot. The, the the legend for it was if you hit a spot on the bumper, it would just explode. <laughs> so like the rear bumper, <laughs> the rear bumper like was tied to the gas tank, and if you hit the bumper for some reason, the gas tank would explode. Jeez. Which I don't know if you guys know about what a bumper is supposed to do. But it exists to be hit. <laughs> so uh, I, that might have been an urban legend that I heard a long time ago. But that's what I remember about those cars. Uh, let's see. They show. Let's see. Um, there's a meeting of the lemons in two days in Italy. And the car behind all of this is probably going to be there based on parts that Tom Bear has already shipped to that region. They decide to disguise Mater and infiltrate the meeting. Meanwhile, Luigi and Guido are in, in heaven in their hometown. And we go, all right, Lightning's in this movie. Let's have some backstory for him, see what he's doing over here. Uh, But Lightning's sad because Mater's gone. Why he would be sad? Beyond me at this point, I'd be like, wow, things are really running smoothly, and I'm probably going to run this race, win this race based on my performance in the last one now that Mater's not a distraction for me. But I digress. He's my best friend for some reason, Uh, even though at this point, can we just say it? Why can't Luigi and Guido be his best friend? Italians, Tim, we make great best friends, right? I get it. I was really? trying to Saying feed you. Years. Are we smoking cigarettes by you so you don't have to? <laughs> it's super fun. A weird <laughs> service yeah. that they provide. Yeah. Uh, specific. Yeah. Hey, you know, we don't do much. We can't do much. But what we do do, we do. Also, the exactly. one that they had a long-ass uh, handshake. Mater and Lightning had a long handshake. They did. Because they're best long. friends. Mm-hmm. A little yep. too long. 
Uh, no sign of a best friend like a handshake. And that's such a hard thing to nail in movies because it can come off so corny. But I want to give a shout out to Tom Holland and um, I forget the actor's name, but Ned in Jacob uh, Battle. Jacob Battle. Yes. Uh, I love that. Their, their handshake. Every time I'm like, you guys are best friends and I believe you. I see you all tweet with each other on the <laughs> Internet. You guys are friends. That's fun. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Lightning Sad, he confides in Luigi's uncle Topolino, uh, who asks him, uh, what's going on? He says, I forgot to fight my friend. He goes, Everyone fights now and then, especially best friends, but no fight is more important than friendship. And you're like, Cool, thanks for that. Uh, we have a fun <laughs> scene with a computer, makes Mater a bunch of cars into a bunch of different disguises and stuff, but Mater won't let Holly fix his dent because they're memories of his time with Lightning. Uh, the second race kicks off, and Lightning admits he that misses little- Mater thing where it changes them into all the different types of cars was really fun i did like all the little bits with that one uh agreed uh i kind of hated it joe did you (laughs) like the the fucking uh uh, what did he (sighs) but that's like the type of little mater like bits that i normally like i just wish he, he wasn't the, the siphon your movie. gas Shut the fuck oh, okay yeah that, that was a little far but i liked he it said, make me into a monster truck and it made him into dracula andy yeah. mm-hmm. you're too much you're too just, man like, you're too old bro you don't understand what the kids want what the kids love you're telling me that that scene wouldn't have been funny if it worked in in the into the first one where it's like not uh, all about him no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> probably not <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, you know, lightning admits he misses Mater and Francis- Fran- Francisco overhears him and they actually have a genuine moment. He's like, I actually understand exactly what you're talking about. We travel so much that we don't have a lot of time for our family and friends. And I, I totally would, I totally miss my mom if she wasn't right here. Cause we're in Italy, baby. And that's where he's from. And then they cut to his mom and she is like an older, uh, race Ferrari race car, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Finn tells Mater. Uh, Mater, he's an idiot, and Mater finally realizes that that's how everyone sees him. And then Holly shocks the real tow truck so Mater can take its place. Uh, a, a tow truck, is, I think it's called Even. Yvonne. A little scene uh, of him with like all of the conversations and stuff like that, kind of, where he's looking in the mirror or whatever. Pretty sad. I was like, oh, I feel bad for him, even though yeah. I'm annoyed by you this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe realize that and grow from that, or just have your best friend say it's okay. Uh, Holly shocks, let's see, Mater takes his place. Uh, they head to the casino, and Mater is stupid, but it works. And finally, the big boss shows up, but it's not the big boss. It's Professor Zundab. The big boss is actually on the monitor off-site. He couldn't be there because his clutch assembly broke, which I thought was just hilarious. I'm like, all right, they're always breaking down. That's funny. He tells the lemons he's tired of being called a lemon, so his plan is to make all the other cars lemons, and uh, the camera starts popping Oh, sorry. The TV camera starts popping the race driver so that everyone has to go back to gasoline and make them the most powerful cars in the world due to their massive oil fill that they've just discovered. And how about that, like, amazing visual, uh, you know, we get thematic imagery all over the place. So there's a table just with lemons stacked up. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, So it's one of those things where, like, obviously, listen, guys, we're we're dealing with a, a, a... the suspension of disbelief and the suspension of reality is so far so that cars are talking to us, but it would have been nice for the plot of this movie, at least the bad guys plot to make some sense, some semblance of sense in this. This just seems like such a, and I, and I know it's a secret agent spoof, but this seems like the plot of a secret agent parody movie, not a secret agent movie. Mm -hmm. Like it's why would they, they just discovered a massive, massive oil field and they've already built rigs on it you're already a trillionaire what 
what else? Do you, you know what I mean? It's like, I, so you're going to this roundabout plot of developing a sustainable biofuel just to convince the world that that biofuel is not good anymore by making a giant, right? It's just, it's so unbelievably it's a lot of convoluted. Extra steps. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't got to do yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just become a trillionaire or, or, or multi-trillionaire corporation and buy the biofuel and just shut it down? <laughs> yeah. Totally agree. Seems like uh, what Exxon Well, would he do. wouldn't even have to buy Oh, I guess we'll get to that. I mean, you'd have to eventually. I guess, I guess the point was like, hey, we're all going to biofuels and like sustainable fuels eventually, so you have to discredit them. So on that front, I, I guess I kind of get it. But then the idea of also throwing in the fact that they're lemons is like, okay, that's a lot of that's a lot of motivation, a lot of backstory, and a lot of a lot of different reasons why you're doing this thing. I could have just used one. Yeah, make, also, make their biofuel look bad, but I mean – Anybody else can also make a better one. Like you're not yeah, the only one. Like, why, yeah, why? Is it? Yeah. I mean, this is just one, and you went. You unfortunately branded it. So all someone had to do is just make a. It doesn't matter. We're, we're yeah. questioning a, a kids movie mm-hmm. uh, featuring Mater as the main star. So right there, we're already ten steps behind. Um, <laughs> let's see. Holly figures out the camera is causing the wrecks, and Finn races into action, but can't get. Uh, but gets caught by a giant magnet. Uh, long live lemons! They scream. One of the but one of the racers. Uh, all start blowing their engine, causing a massive wreck behind them. Lightning wins the race with Francisco in second, but they're they're shocked when they realize that there, there's been a massive wreck behind them. Uh, Axelrod has to consider the final race, not require cars uh, to use all in all for the final race. But Lightning tells the world that he's still going to use all in all. He says his pit crew Fillmore told him that it's safe, and he already failed to stand by one of his friends. So he's not going to make that mistake again. And then the lemons agree. Lightning has to be killed. Mater, of course, then accidentally uh, lets his disguise slip and then inadvertently machine guns everyone and parachutes away. Uh, he tries to warn McQueen, but gets abducted. That's kind of cute right there. Like the, what does he say? Daggum. And the Gatling gun activated. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, ah, shoot. And then, you know, it starts firing or whatever. Yeah. But then he's, he says, shoot again. And then it's a parachute. Uh, whatever. Well, remember, we get the <laughs> next time he asks for you, he says, the second one, not the first one. Got it. Yeah, God, God they, they fixed movie. that. They retconned that. Build up. <laughs> they retconned that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see, McQueen, but he gets abducted and gassed and then dreams about all the times he was a complete idiot. And then he wakes up alongside Holly and Finn. They're all tied to gears, big old gears and Big Ben. Only they call it something else, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, Mater confesses that this is all his fault. He says, I'm not really a spy. And then uh, he's like, you were right, Finn. I'm a fool. And what happened to Lightning is all my fault. Uh, Grim and Acer come in uh, with the camera so Mater can get a front row seat to Lightning's death. Uh, Sally showed up. Everyone was looking for Mater. Sally and Axelrod convince him to race off, and off we go. But like, it's what Mater would have wanted. I'd be like, "Wow, your best friend's missing, and you're just gonna go race." That seems uh, okay. We'll just explain that away. We need this movie to keep going. Grim fires up the camera, but they lose him in the buildings. Uh, I'm sorry, they fire they fire up the camera and they point at it, but nothing happens. And they're like, "Oh no!" And then they lose him in the buildings. So they have to go to their backup plan. They snuck a bomb into the pit. So the next time he stops, he'll go kaboom. And they make a joke about kaboom. And and the other thing that Lightning used to say, but I didn't write ka-chow. it down. Kachow, thank ka-chow. you. Instead of going kachow, he's gonna go kaboom. Uh, Mater says dang gum, but his bullets. What was it, Andy? Dang nabbit, dang gum, dang dang gum, and then the, yeah, the but and, and the, the machine gun. guns pop out, but his bullets are all gone. They've taken them away. But the gun helps him cut loose. Uh, Finn sends them straight to the pits and, uh, to help out Lightning instead of saving them. Sally figures out how to reverse the polarity in the gears so they can take uh, so they can break free. Uh, she turns into a plane and then takes off after Mater, uh, who has lost his air filter. And they're like, oh, no. And then it turns out they, they replaced his air filter with the actual bomb. Uh, they knew he would go. He would, they somehow knew that he would untie him. This idiot would untie himself and then go all the way to lightning to help him out. 
if their play if their first plan failed, which up until this point they'd have no reason to believe it wouldn't. But I guess hey, good on them for having a backup plan. Uh, you kids get all the good hardware. That's what Michael Caine said right there. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Uh, Lightning chases after him to apologize, but Mater keeps him at bay. He's like, you got to keep your distance so I won't hurt you. But Lightning misunderstands and says, you can't hurt me, man. You never have. You're one of our best friends. He goes, no, I have a bomb on me. He goes, yeah, that's right. You are the bomb. You are the bomb. Oh, this is so bad. Hell. Uh, <laughs> Mater drives out of range of the bomb thanks to his rockets, which Finn chases uh, while Finn chases down Zundap uh, to another one of those big bad ships, uh, which sucks him up. Uh, with a magnet and then start shooting McMissiles at him. If I'm uh, Owen so. Wilson reading those lines, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I wasn't in this movie a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, just take that yeah. paycheck and uh, be on my way. Uh, and they repeat thing. it again when he's yeah. like, I have the bomb. Like, no, 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 you have the bomb. Like, I am the bomb. No, yeah. Like, oh, it's just. You are the bomb. Yeah, it's just awesome. Hearing you do the plot of this movie is actually making it, me like it even less somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's not a reflection of my plot skill. No, 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 no. no. You're you're killing it. You're bringing the jokes. It's just like this movie is just so. Like earlier, I said it was good. You know, I don't know that I could stand by that. Like, I think it's serviceable. It's not good. It's serviceable. Yeah. yeah, The 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 thing I feel about it is I don't think it does anything overly terrible or egregious that makes you go fuck this stupid movie, like we have done on other episodes of interview. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, it's still it's still that step down and you kind of you expect a certain level of quality. And when it is missed by quite a bit, it's really noticeable. I agree. Um, Thankfully, there's a lot more of this movie left. Uh, Let's see. Where did I leave? Oh, right. So uh, Finn starts shooting McMissiles at the big old thing and then it blows it up and everything blows apart. (laughs) Holly jets after Mater. Shouldn't make missiles. Holly jets after Mater while the rest of the lemons chase him down and makes uh, two of them get their asses kicked by some dudes in a pub. Finn and Zumdap catch up to him and try to deactivate the bomb, but Zumdap isn't the one who activated the bomb in the first place. He's like, I can't deactivate it. Only the person that did it can activate it, and it's his voice command. Even though he's having his clutch assembly fixed, all the other lemons show all up. The repeat comments about like everything is voice activated is kind of weird. Other than it was just setting up this moment throughout the whole movie, is that the whole? Re- yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Love that. Definitely, yeah. Sure. But it's like, at what cost, Joe? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all the other lemons show up and surround them and Mater tries to reason with them because he's like, listen, I know what it's like to get laughed at for people thinking you're a lemon because that's apparently how people think about me, uh, even though I just realized that five minutes ago. The pit crew rolls in and starts wrecking shop, but Guido and Luigi can't unscrew the bomb because they're they're using uh, wrenches, Allen wrench, or not wrench, excuse me, uh, wrenches from America, and this one's like a specific British type of wrench, and then Mater, a light bulb pops and goes, oh my god, I know what needs to be done, uh, but Lightning's like, listen, this ain't Radiator Springs. Um, you got to just be yourself. If people aren't taking you seriously, then they need to change, not you, uh, which I think is just such an interesting message that we have in this film. And I don't know that I can 100% agree with that. Mater takes off with his jets and then pops his parachute again, but not that shoot, the second shoot, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to lift both yeah. he and McQueen off into the air. They land at the finish line where the queen is waiting to congratulate them, and everyone spots the bomb and freaks. Mater tells them Axel Let's Rock. Just shout out that we have a play. car version of the queen and the pope in this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, God. <laughs> we like Pixar, we don't need all that. Like, we don't, <laughs> the queen's fine. We don't need to see the pope. <laughs> we also, I don't know if you guys noticed uh, one of the Easter eggs, the Pizza Planet truck was a character. Uh, oh. on, the, on the TV show being interviewed on the Tire Talk TV show, which is 
very funny. Also, in this Italy scene, we see there's a cameo of Nick Scarpino as a car. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Holy shit! Wow. In the, in the crowd, yeah. That's they. It's, they just know. try to grab wow. any Italian like in the. Was it like a really like sphere, a, like a, yeah. like a just a sleek, tall, good looking car or? Oh, it was like a it was like a fucking seventy one Oldsmobile. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Just kind of jalopy. <laughs> jalopy. Got it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Mater says, I know who the bad guy is. It is Sir Miles Axelrod. You're the one to blame. The bomb strapped onto him used the same bolts, uh, that the British engine used. Uh, and, and it was you that leaked oil at that party, not me. Uh, you're a car that's breaking down. Everyone thinks you're an electric car, but you're not an electric car at all. Uh, Mater holds the ground as everyone else backs up as the countdown reaches two. And Axelrod's like, you're insane. And then he yells deactivate and the bomb deactivates, proving Mater right. Uh, Mater gets to meet the queen. Uh, that's, I guess that's done. That scene's done. Mater then gets to meet the queen who gives him an honorary knighthood, uh, which she does with her antenna. And then uh, he introduces everyone to her and it goes just long enough to be super annoying. Uh, queen, this is McQueen. McQueen, this is Queen. Uh, queen, this is Finn. Finn, this is Queen. And it just keeps going to the point McMissel, where it's almost... McMissel, this is McQueen. McQueen so is McMissel. <laughs> is McQueen. <laughs> almost to the point where you're like, I guess if I were a parent... And I had a bunch of kids, and I just wanted would them that shit. to just watch something. This would almost be serviceable. Yeah. Let your but brain also, rot with this. Yeah, yeah. I could also just put on an incredibly loud um, white noise. That would work, too. <laughs> <laughs> Back at Radiator Springs, Mater tells all the tourists a story of his adventures, but they don't believe The same tourists from the first movie, by the way. I forget the actors' names. Uh, but they don't believe him oh, until it's, Finn uh, and Holly show up. the one that Andy thought was dead. Yes. <laughs> That is correct. <laughs> Richard Charlie. Kind. Richard oh, Kind. Yeah, Richard God damn it. Uh, Holly tells everyone she's Mater's girlfriend. And you're like, really? And she's like, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> also, she has a nasty dent on her rear fender, but she's keeping it. It's way too valuable because it reminds her of her time with Mater. Uh, but there's one thing McQueen doesn't get. Why didn't he explode? And it turns out Fillmore and Sarge swapped the fuel because they never actually trusted Axelrod. And you're like, oh, that was well set up. And then Francisco yeah. uh, and the test race <laughs> and the rest of the racers show back up to Radiator Springs to finally race McQueen to settle once and for all who is the fastest car. McQueen has a little bumper sticker of his own this time. Uh, he had it made up to say, Ciao, Francisco. But it's spelled ciao like bye in Italian. Sure, yeah. uh, Sally tries to downplay how good looking Francisco sure. is, but McQueen's like, look, it's okay. Nice try. Uh, it's, all, it's all good. I, I'm faster than him and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show him right now and off. He goes to show the Italian who's boss. Finn and Holiday try to recruit Mater for one final mission per their queen's request, but he tells them Radiator Springs is his home. And then Finn, Finn tells him, he's like, listen, man, I owe you one. And Mater's like, oh, I know how you can repay me. And then he gives him his rockets again, which he uses to beat everyone in the race. And that is the end of the movie. Or at least I hope, because I paused it there and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the Brad Paisley, Robbie Williams song. Oh, who could forget, <laughs> yeah. Joe? Who could forget? Who could forget? Seven Andy. syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret. And haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form. Uh, this one comes from Zade Wilson, who says, you know, it's really bad. Not as bad as I recalled, but questions are raised. Sure. Are cars organic? <laughs> are they machines or between a bionicle? So oh, 
Yeah, and then uh, I'm Joe not Mertens. surprised they wrote in about Bionicles. Of course. You, you, any, anytime you can mention Bionicles, yeah. we, we got to do it. Uh, Joe Merton says, it's middling Pixar, but Bruce Campbell as the spy. In a word, groovy. Uh, Grant Burton says, lacks that Pixar heart, but brum brum, it's damn good fun. Better than Cars 1. Uh, Travi wow. Nix says, Cars 2 is poo-poo, and not the tasty platter. <laughs> it's missing fried rice. I like okay. that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's pretty oh, good. Bizarre, but I like it. I like it. All right, and then and then here we go. Of course, miscellaneous riding in with the plot in haiku, all over the place. Not yet even at the race, setting a strange pace. A few cool spy tricks. Lightning McQueen still a dick. Mater's dumb as shit. Blowouts on the track when broke ass lemons attack. Time for a new tact. Axel saboteur. Not just Mater. Now it's Sir. Sir, Sir. Oh. I was Hear those rockets? Like, how are you going to pronounce? What are you going to run with saboteur? Saboteur, saboteur. I guess is what he. Sure. Yeah. Axel saboteur, not just Mater. Now it's Sir. Hear those rockets were. Nice. Very good, is Always really dropping impressive. the vocab, the words that I don't expect to say. So that's some, pretty you get cool. Some snaps. You get some jazzy snaps there. Um, writing in the Pixar theory, of course, with the nanobiologist, there's a recurring theory that every single Pixar movie is connected in some way. Here's the big deep dive red string everywhere theory for where Cars 2 fits into the big picture. There's not much to add today to what was previously discussed with Cars. As a quick recap in the Pixar theory, the Cars we see are basically alive thanks to the power of emotion several hundred years after humans left in Wally. They're now living human history based on their drivers, but through Cars. Cars 2 in the end helps highlight that this world is happening on Earth and is now on the verge of running out of fossil fuels things are coming together uh, also i want to touch on quickly the whole animal war thing so i do some research before sending in these submissions to try to make sure i get all the pieces and highlight the many ways these movies are slash could be connected this animal war theory was a new one i saw and kind of makes sense in a way like why would an intelligent group not fight for their survival if it's being threatened by dumb humans but i'll leave it out for now because it's an extreme thing and i don't fully believe it myself so we appreciate that now biologist got to keep us honest when it comes to this pixar theory <laughs> Hit me with the ragu bagu, Andy. Ragu bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys here for the Pixar in Review Universe. Coming at number one on the list, still lots of. Will he ever be dethroned? Probably not. Number two, Prospect to slash AI from Toy Story 2. New Swatter and Randall to- uh, Monsters Inc. Hopper from Ants is number four. Syndrome from The Incredibles is number five. Months and the Dogs from Up, number six. Ego and Skinner. Uh, a lot of these names, by the way, excellent metal bands. Um, Darla and the Barracuda, uh, number eight. Uh, Woody and Sid from Toy Story 1, number nine. Gabby, number 10. Otto from Wally, number 11. And Chick and Hubris from Cars. I guess where do we want to put Axelrod and the Lemons? Look, here's the thing. I'm going to say last. And oh, I, I do think done. that there's a couple of these here that are like... <laughs> debatably like it, it could be above i just think that for what they were going for they just really missed the mark like you nailed it earlier nick where this feels more like the plot of a parody spy movie as opposed to a spy movie that this is a parody of mm-hmm. and i think that's really true with the villains it's unfortunate yeah, i agree i uh, talking about what andy was saying earlier about the like kind of lack of use of eddie izzard in this movie i I think if they would have had something at the end where Axelrod's character like really had like a villainous moment, yeah, it, there might have been like a little bit more like worth saving. But it was more of just like like maybe oh, I knew me. I was going to get felt caught. like a Scooby Doo movie kind of thing. Like oh, those meddling kids. Like yeah, it was just right. like not exactly particularly exciting. 
I would have loved so if it was more like a Mission less. Impossible type movie where at the end, you know, I knew you were going to catch on. So I'm already I've prepared for this moment. I'm Eddie Izzard. And I'm going to be a badass villain right now. I'm not a car. Yeah. I'm Eddie Izzard. You know what I mean? But it was just like, oh, that's it. I got him. It sucks. Andy, yeah. do, the, do their voice. I'm Andy. I'm Eddie Izzard. I, I don't know how to do an Eddie Izzard impersonation. Yeah. It's I, a hard, hard one. He, that's hard. I'm Eddie You don't know me. It's your bounty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect, Andy. Thank you. So there you go. Last, I guess. Uh, now it's I time re- to... I already Go sent Barrett the rankings, so we can check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, look, here's the thing. Does anybody say it's not last? No, not at all. Exactly. No. So the right. rankings are. I would much are... rather watch a Bug's Life. Number one, Up. Number two, Monsters, Inc. Number three, Finding Nemo. Number four, The Incredibles. Number five, Wally. Number six, Toy Story 3. Number seven, Toy Story 2. Number eight, Toy Story 4. Number nine, Toy Story. Number 10, Ratatouille. Number 11, Cars. Number 12, A Bug's Life. And number 13, Cars 2. What a pity. What a sad, sad state of events. Bad. Uh, later this week, we are returning with Ninja Turtles in review with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. And then after that, what are we doing? It is, in fact, Brave. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Brave. Me neither. Me neither. If you could change your fate, would you? If you could change your fate, would you? Oh my God. <laughs> Barrett, that was aggressive. Barrett, that really was aggressive. Right? Dude, you sound like a bad guy from Resident Evil. Barrett, was somebody shoving a sock down your throat? <laughs> what is that? Watch that trailer. That's how aggressive they are. It's fucking ridiculous. I love it. I fucking love it. Uh, but yeah, this has been Pixar in Review. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.